When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So envelopes with cash, checks, were found behind the bathroom wall at Lakewood Church. That's Joel Osteen's mega church in Houston, Texas. It was reported on a morning radio show, host George Lindsay of KPRC 2. The person who called in said, hey, uh, it's a loose toilet in the wall, and we removed the tile, and uh, we went to go remove the toilet, and I moved some insulation away, and about 500 envelopes fell out of the wall. And I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) Well, first, my question is, were you? Were you like, oh, wow? Was that after you stashed a bunch? Say, let's, let's say that there were 500 envelopes found. Uh, my plan would be, yep, there were 500 envelopes found. 200 of them are in my bag. But, you know, I digress. Uh, the caller explained that uh, they discovered the envelopes filled with cash and immediately uh, contacted the maintenance supervisor and had the money turned in. Right. So, apparently, uh, they, the church had like $600,000 in the form of cash and checks stolen back in 2014 and and credit information that was stolen back in 2014 so that when asked about it the church acknowledged that the money and the checks had been discovered and they it was discovered while the repair work was being done the houston police are investigating it's a seven-year-old case it involves the disappearance of six hundred thousand dollars so this may be some or all of that and if they were, if some of that were, was insured, if the Lakewood Church got insurance money for that theft, maybe they have to pay that back. But uh, pretty incredible that uh, they're finding, uh, you know, envelopes of cash and checks behind the wall of a bathroom. Really does make you wonder, you know, why it was there. What was it? Was it put there after it was stolen in hopes they were going to come back and get it? I just, really strange, really, really strange. And I don't want, you know, it's a, it's Joel Osteen's mega church. He's, you know, they're making some big money when they pass the hat. You and I both know that. And it doesn't have anything to do with, I know I saw some headlines. This is why churches should be taxed. Why? Because of stolen money behind a bathroom wall. That's just dumb. But uh, pretty, uh, pretty interesting, and uh, be fascinated to find out. Uh, actually, you know, if we ever do, where it came from and why it was there. But I promise you, I promise you, that of the five hundred envelopes that fell out of the wall, uh, that's re- reportedly fallen out of the wall, there had to have been at least seven hundred. Because no way, if I'm working, if I'm a plumber at the church. And I pull out a toilet and a huge amount of envelopes start falling down. I am uh, deep pocketing a few of them before I immediately go, oh, wow, and report it 
to the supervisor. But hey, that's just me, I guess. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So if you're an Apple Fitness Plus subscriber, and I'm sure that if you're listening to this show, it's possible, very possible that you're an Apple Fitness Plus subscriber. Today, you can go out for a walk with Prince William. Right? I know. If you go to the radio tab in the Apple Music app on iPhone, iPad, uh, Android phone, or Mac, or go to music. Apple.com, you can hear the Prince's Time to Walk for free. I get to do that on my Android phone. I'm going for a walk today with Prince William. Yes, it dropped this morning. <laughs> so wait, the first broadcast is at 12 midnight, then the second is 8 a.m. Pacific, then the final broadcast is 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. It's a brilliant listen and highly... So I don't just get to go whenever I want? Wait, I have to, now I have to set my Apple Fitness Plus watch to a particular time to go for a walk with the Prince? I didn't realize that. I thought you could do it at any time. Well, boo. He talks about listening to ACDC, I guess. It's 21 minutes of walking with Prince William. That's just in uh, 20, talk, 21 minutes of talk. 16 minutes of music. Okay, so you get... That's 30... (laughs) You know the stupid bit that we do on Pat Unleashed from Pat and Stu, my 30-minute bit. But uh, Time to Walk with Prince William is talking 21 minutes. Music is 16 minutes. That's 37 minutes. (laughs) I can't stop thinking about it. You got 30 minutes. But I didn't realize that you couldn't just... It wasn't on demand. That really kind of stinks. I mean, what are we doing here? Let's, all right, now I'm pissed. I don't even want to promote it. I mean, I know that he's going to recount his charity concert for the homeless and he was singing with Bon Jovi and Taylor Swift and, you know, he's playing music with the kids in the morning and times are great and they get to dance with the wife and the kids. And it's, uh, according even to one uh, reviewer, I thought he might come across as an elitist, but phew. Man, he is accessible, open, and unguarded. Is he? Okay. All right. No problem. But I thought that I'm really bummed that I have to, it's appointment listening when, I mean, don't we live in the uh, non-appointment listening world now? If that's true, if you are an Apple Fitness Plus subscriber and you, please let me know, email me at chewingthefat at theblaze.com because if this is appointment listening, uh, come into the new world, Apple. My gosh. Speaking of the new world, I read a story this weekend that have just got me thrown a little bit. So the story is from the New York Post, and it's about a personal trainer here in the United States who's being, according to the story, praised for standing up to a creepy guy at the gym who is staring at her while she exercised. Now, of course, they promo her TikTok account at fit underscore with underscore Heidi. I have her Instagram account, which only has 2,481 followers, and they're all posts of her exercising and working out. Huh. 
So uh, on her TikTok account, I don't know how many people follow her. She probably, most people who have a smaller following on Instagram usually have a larger following on TikTok. So she could have a, a pretty big following on TikTok. However, uh, on her account, she wants people to watch her work out. So I'm confused at why she's mad at this guy for apparently staying, staring at her. Now, according to her in this story, this creepy old guy at the gym kept coming over and staring at me. So I told my husband and he came over and worked out next to me. Her husband's presence, though, did little to detour the other man who continued to stare at Heidi. I thought he got the picture. I attempted to do my set, but then I got fed up and I went over and addressed him. So really the problem is, is that he was in the picture. It wasn't the problem that he was staring at her, but he was... In the video she was recording to her fans who apparently get to watch her for free on TikTok, but not in the gym. (laughs) I don't understand. I mean, that's why you're doing your workout in a public gym with the camera on so that people will watch you. Right, Heidi? Miss personal trainer? I mean, just incredible to me that this is a problem. Now, let me say this, that uh, I then, t- and she goes on to tell him, you know, I, he shut up real quick after I told him, I record my workouts and I have, I have you on film. Um, okay, if I'm that guy, I'm like, great, let's play it back. Because, yeah, I mean, that's when you say, really, yeah, I was looking at you. Uh, I enjoyed watching you. I'm in the middle of my workout too. Sorry, I'm bothering you. Didn't mean to interrupt your filming for your social media crowd. Now, in the story, it claims that, uh, you know, she's being praised. But I went to the New York Post Twitter feed uh, that uh, posted this story at New York Post. And uh, I I went down the thread to all the comments. And it doesn't seem like she's getting praised. Uh, the thread below the New York Post post is uh, really against Heidi. Now, that makes sense to me. Uh, that makes a lot of sense because I there's no way. It had to be that she was just pissed that this guy was in some of her pictures, right? Because the one picture, you see him coming around the corner and whether he's looking at her or not, I don't know. I mean, he's look. It's full of other people working out. And then he sits down and there's one frozen shot where he sits down and you see him looking at her. And, and you know, it's okay. So and even if he is, come on now. I mean, as, I, I realize that there's, uh, you know, a difference between looking at someone and looking at someone. I got it. But if you're at the gym dressed like she's dressed, oh my God, are you saying that she's dressed for, no, I'm saying she has her workout clothes on, uh, which sometimes if you're a trainer, uh, you, uh, they are, it's flattering to the female body, uh, to wear them. And you are, uh, out there wanting people to watch your social media posts. Then why is it a problem? that someone is watching you live in the gym. I think the only problem was is that he ended up being in the shot too many times. And it's just, 
I wish they just would admit that. I don't even know why it's a story, except that, you know, you know, dummies like me read it and go, wait, what? She's confronting a creepy old guy at the gym because he's watching her. I guess he could, I mean, maybe, 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 maybe. And I know that TikTok is free and that I know that Instagram is free. I don't know that she's any kind of influencer or gets any money from TikTok and or Instagram. It doesn't look like the Twitter or the Instagram account is not verified. So she's just a coach. And then, so I don't know if the TikTok uh, is a moneymaker for her. I don't know if she has an OnlyFans, you know, trainer Heidi behind the paywall. So maybe creepy old guy could, you know, go and pay to get behind the paywall and then it would be okay for Tim to watch Heidi Aragon work out. Really weird. Just take it easy, Heidi. Okay? Take it easy. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, my gosh. So good. As long as we're drinking, we may as well talk about the drunkest countries in the world. So according to this, uh, the French drank most times a week while Australians got drunk an average of 27 times a year, almost double the global average. So when you look at the frequency of being drunk, the top 10 countries... Coming in at number 10, the Netherlands, Sweden, number nine, France, number eight, Ireland, number seven, Canada, number six, UK, number five of the frequency of being drunk countries. Number four, yes, the United States of America. Number three, Finland. Number two, Denmark. And the number one country, of course, already given away, Australia. So congratulations to Australia for being the most drunk country. And some of the news we see coming out of all of these countries, as a matter of fact. I mean, the top 10 countries, all of these countries right now need to be drunk. And no news on whether this man in the UK was drunk. Although, I mean, the UK is number five in the drunkest countries. So it's very possible that this man was, but army bomb squad technicians were sent to a hospital after a man arrived in casualty, according to daily mail UK with a world war two anti-tank shell lodged in his rectum. So a man arrived at the hospital in casualty when a WW2 anti-tank shell was lodged into his rectum. <laughs> yeah, you, you heard me right the first time. <laughs> now, according to this, the man is a collector and he claimed that the armor-piercing munition was from his private arsenal. He told the medics that the 80-year-old explosive device became lodged after he tripped and fell awkwardly. Right. I found the shell when I was clearing out some of his stuff, 
and I put it on the floor and then I slipped and fell on it and it went up into my rectum. (laughs) And if you believe that, I do have a bridge that I'd like to sell you somewhere in the middle of a desert. So it's basically, according to the professionals, it's a designed to rip through a tank's armor. So it's an inert lump of metal. And I guess there was no risk to life or at least not to, you know, it wasn't going to explode. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, safety protocols and all were followed. And there was, you know, apparently no risk to staff or patients or visitors but I do love the fact and there's, I do love the fact that, look, uh, it was an accident. I was moving stuff around and then I look, Oh, look at this old shell here. And I moved some stuff around and I slipped and fell and it went right up my butt. <laughs> Wrecked him. I damn near killed him. So at least, uh, uh, you know, the man is okay. He lived through it, thankfully. Uh, but uh, you could use your own imagination of what was happening there. And, uh, you know, if you know anybody that has their own armor-piercing munition from a World War II armor-piercing <clears throat> tank shell, uh, just tell them to be careful because it is possible, possible that someone could slip and fall and it could go up their rectum and what are the odds that this guy slips and falls on something else in the future that's a you know a large piece of equipment i'd say pretty good pretty good odds that that happens again and if you go to the hospital again after weren't you the guy that were in here uh, a few months ago and you had the munition shell up your rear yeah, that was me. I slipped and fell. And this time I was moving some stuff out in the shed again. And <laughs> this other big piece of thing went up my butt. So, man, these accidents are killing me. <laughs> these accidents are really becoming a pain in the butt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, and uh, good news for Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato is now done being California sober. Now, you remember California sober? She was just going to do a little marijuana, a little alcohol in an effort to live, you know, a sober life. And so she wanted to, uh, she wanted to, she wanted to quit everything except for a little marijuana and a little alcohol, you know, just to, just to kind of take the edge off. Sure. I almost had an overdose. In 2018, sure, I've been doing drugs for a long time, but, you know, I just wanted to have a little a little pot, a little booze, just to get through the day. Well, she's decided that she's no longer going to be California sober. She is actually going to be sober sober. So good for Demi Lovato. She's going to actually quit all drugs. Huh. Really weird. So good for her. Good for her. She said, I no longer support my California sober ways. Sober, sober is the only way to be. So congratulations. Congratulations. 
We shall see just how long this lasts. I hope it lasts for I hope it lasts forever. I hope she stays healthy, wealthy, and wise, and good for her. I'm not sure that this has anything to that will affect her pronouns, though. I know earlier this year she said she wanted to identify as non-binary and wanted to change her pronouns to they them. So I don't know if that and that's when she was California sober. So I don't know if being sober sober means you have to change your pronouns or not. I'm just wondering. I don't know. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So be sure to follow me on my social media accounts, Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on my YouTube page, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And of course, if you have anything that you'd like to share, you can direct message me on any of those platforms, or you can email me at chewingthefatattheblaze.com. So we had a big college football weekend this past weekend as the championship weekend happened and teams went into this weekend wondering where they were going to land as far as bowl games. And we had the Alabama-Georgia SEC championship game, which was the second highest rated SEC championship game ever, most watched college football game uh, ever. Uh, They had a 17.5 million viewers uh, watching Alabama crush Georgia. And then we had the rankings for the college football playoffs come out. And of course, you know, we have uh, Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, and Cincinnati, the top four teams. And Michigan will play Georgia and Alabama will play Cincinnati. And Cincinnati is going into the Big 12, but this year they're just, you know, one of those small little guys. They went undefeated and are going to try to break through the crushing power five and head into the playoffs. And who's standing to block them? Alabama. So if Cincinnati beats Alabama, that would be a huge victory for Cincinnati. <laughs> and uh, boy, that would be a kick in the rear for Alabama. I don't think that's going to happen, though. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that college football playoffs are hoping that we have Alabama beat Cincinnati and Michigan beat Georgia. So you have an Alabama-Michigan national championship set instead of another Alabama-Georgia national championship. Because Cincinnati, I guess they would like to win. Maybe you use that as an underdog, uh, you know, winning it all, being undefeated and going into, uh, you know, if they beat Alabama, then they're going to have to beat Georgia or Michigan. So that's a that's a tall order for Cincinnati. Another thing that happened this weekend, as far as the playoff picture goes, is that uh, three-loss Utah was ranked higher than Pittsburgh and BYU. That is embarrassing. 
I can't believe that kept BYU out of the New Year's Six Bowls. Um, and so they beat Utah. The only thing that Utah had going was that they were the Pac-12 champions, right? So that as a, as a champion of one of the leagues, that gets you set into one of those. However, uh, having lost to BYU, perhaps uh, you put Pittsburgh uh, behind, you know, it looked worse, I guess, if you put Utah, BYU, Pitt, so you put in a little buffer team, Pitt, then BYU. But it's embarrassing to the college football playoffs that BYU were not picked to go into the, the January 6th Bulls with two losses. And Utah gets in with three losses and Pittsburgh gets in with two? No, 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 my friends. That is embarrassing and it shouldn't happen now. BYU goes into the Big 12 soon, so... They are going to lose that independent status, which will help them out on some of those bowl games, but it's just embarrassing. All right, I'll let it go for now. Uh, let's talk a little bit of the uh, of the coronavirus world, shall we? Uh, Omicron, 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 whatever you want to call it, a variant of the coronavirus has spread to about one-third of the U.S. states, but the Delta version remains the majority of COVID-19 infections as cases rise nationwide. Uh, Thailand has detected its first case of Omicron in a U.S. citizen who traveled to the country from Spain late last month, becoming the 47th country to have found the new variant. South Africa is preparing its hospitals for more admissions as the variant pushes the country into a fourth wave. COVID shots are finally arriving, but Africa having a tough time getting them into people's arms. Huh, surprise. Omicron likely acquired at least one of its mutations by picking up a snippet of genetic material from another virus. Really? Possibly one that causes the common cold. Uh, present in the same infected cells. So we'll see. It doesn't seem to be as deadly, and yet countries still want to, you know, lock down. Police fired tear gas and used water cannons to disperse protesters pelting officers with cobblestones and fireworks as a demonstration in Brussels. I wonder what they were demonstrating against. Oh, I know, over government-imposed COVID-19 restrictions. (laughs) That's it, though. That's it. That's all. They were just, they were just pissed. I mean, the people are had enough and are saying no. Uh, you know, we we all want to be safe. We all want to be. We don't want to get COVID. I don't want you to get COVID. I don't want someone else to get COVID. But it's you know the the government overreach has got to come to an end sooner or later, and the people are got to say no. Right now, we're finding out that up to 300,000 people are facing heart-related illnesses due to post-pandemic stress disorder, PPSD. Oh, okay. Would that have anything to do with being vaccinated or not? No! How dare you! Oh, okay. I just asked a question. I don't know. I, I just I just wanted to know. Look, PPSD is a very real problem, okay? Mark Rayner, former senior NHS psychological therapist and founder of Ease Wellbeing. <laughs> okay. 
3 million people in Britain are already suffering from PPSD thanks to stress and anxiety caused by the effects of COVID-19. Yeah, doesn't have anything to do with, uh, you know, being vaccinated or not and what the vaccine could do to your body. Shut up! How dare you! Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm just asking. I didn't mean to. I'm not, I'm not throwing anything in there. I'm just... I'm just saying, I wonder. It's just something that I'm wondering about. That's all. I mean, I know we've seen a big increase in thrombotic-related vascular conditions. We're seeing it in far younger patients after being admitted and requiring surgical and medical intervention prior to the pandemic. So more people are requiring surgeries and medical intervention than prior to the pandemic. Huh. What else is a common thread through all of that, I wonder. I don't know. Again, I'm just wondering. <laughs> I mean, don't. I, I'm just asking questions here. That's that's all. I'm just asking questions. But hey, listen. If you've had enough of the mandates and the lockdowns, it's a good thing you don't live in New York, right? Because uh, New York Mayor um, De Blasio. I thought he was out. When the hell does he get out? I mean, when are we through with him being mayor of New York? Well, he's decided now that the Omicron variant has arrived and winter months will make uh, new challenges and we're not waiting for another COVID-19 surge. So we're taking a preemptive strike. Really? What are you, what are you doing? You tell people to get healthy and get outside and exercise? Yeah, no, um, we're going to make sure that as of today, Uh, Our health commissioner will announce a vaccine mandate for the private sector employees across the board. All private sector employees and employers in New York City will be covered by the vaccine mandate as of December 27th. So that's good news if you're in New York. I mean, you've got to feel safe. And when are we going to have mandates for zoo animals? Maybe even just every animal. Every animal needs to be needs to be vaccinated. I mean, we just had two hippos test positive for COVID in Belgium. So you can write your own jokes. I mean, come on now. The staff at the zoo are investigating the cause of infections, which should probably are the first reported cases in the species. I don't know that we've actually heard of any other hippos testing positive than these two in Belgium. One is aged 14 and one is 41. 41, wow. They have no symptoms apart from runny noses, but the zoo put them in quarantine as a precaution, of course. And uh, the vet said, yeah, this is the first time uh, in the species. So well, to her knowledge, yeah, we got it, Francis. Thank you. So the coronavirus is thought to have jumped from an animal to a human. No, 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 no. But okay, if you want to pretend like you think that, go ahead. And it is proved to have passed from humans to animals. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe that this story still talks about the jumped from animal to human. Okay. I know the zoo is investigating the causes of the outbreak and none of the zookeepers have shown COVID symptoms or tested positive for the virus. So that's good. Uh, they've been that, I don't know if that means they've been staying away from the hippos or if they didn't catch it from the hippos. I don't know if this has anything to do with hippo laws, 
But I mean, when hippos are starting to test positive for COVID, something must be done. Well, we did lose a good man over the weekend. Uh, Bob Dole is, I guess, I guess he's under the who died today. Yeah, I know Bob Dole. Uh, he was 98 years old. He led a, an incredible life. Uh, no question. Um, born in, uh, in Russell, Kansas in 1923. Um, you know, he, he, his father was, a. a milk guy local creamery and his mother sold the sewing singer sewing machines door to door and he had siblings he had uh and there were four children they shared a room according to the you know the the institute the bob dole institute uh the four children shared a room a bike and a pair of roller skates i mean that was life then man no question and he went to college because the town raised money for him to go to college. He was that guy, you know, he was the football, basketball track star and the honor student. He, he was that guy. And the, the town, uh, this banker loaned him 300 bucks. You know, they said, yeah, he can go to college. And then he went to war and got injured in world war two. And, you know, I mean, he almost lost his life in world war two and he was permanently disabled. Now you can talk about what, you know, he talks about, uh, you know, the defining period in his life was not running for president. Uh, He called it the highest office in the land. It started years earlier in a foreign country where hardly anyone knew my name. And he talked about how his, uh, you know, he was wounded and his, uh, you know, right hand was all screwed up. And he said, if unable to reach voters with my right hand, I could always reach out with my left. And he was, you know, he had an incredible life, but if you look at it through the eyes of, let's say, I don't know, chewing the fat, you might say that, uh, you know, what a loser. <laughs> you ran for president three times, all three times. Uh, no, you're out. Have a nice day. <laughs> he lost in the primaries in 1980 to Ronald Reagan. And in, he lost in the primaries in 88 to George H.W. Bush. He did win the Republican Party nomination in 1996 uh but lost to bill clinton so there's that anyway he was and then he was you know obviously in congress and in i think he was voted in into the senate in like 1968 and he went to congress in 1960 i mean he had a, a long and uh you know pretty remarkable career in government and in life really i mean an amazing an american dream life and uh, so, anyway, Bob Dole uh, dead at the age of 98 under who died today. And so, even though he lost running for president three times, oof, not a loser, uh, rest in peace, Bob Dole. And as long as we're into politics a little uh, I see where Kamala Harris is losing staffers. She's lost another one. At least those were announced. I mean, she's lost a bunch of staffers. They are the rats are leaving the ship, man. One former Kamala Harris staffer 
said that with Kamala, you have to put up with a constant amount of soul-destroying criticism and also her own lack of confidence. You are constantly sort of propping up a bully, and it's not really clear why. Other staffers who worked for Harris in the past, before she was vice president, said one consistent problem was that Harris would refuse to wade into briefing materials prepared by staff members, then berate the employees when she appeared unprepared. Man, does that sound like someone you want to work for, doesn't it? I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing that makes you want to work for somebody when you know that you're going to have to put up with a constant amount of soul-destroying criticism. Wow. And you know, I mean, just watching her, you know that what I just said is 100% true. And as long as we're talking about bad people, let's talk about Alec Baldwin a little bit, shall we? Uh, I love his work. First of all, I want to throw that disclaimer in. As always, I love, you know, a lot of Alec's work, but as a, you know, personal soul-crushing human being, not that really nice of a guy. But we do know that the body language expert, (laughs) yes, we've inquired with a body language expert. The, The body expert language says Alec was truthful. In his TV interview, says uh, Baldwin exhibited explosive behavior and was telling the truth when he insisted during his TV interview that he did not pull the trigger in the deadly shooting uh, of Rust when he shot Helena Hutchins. Um, so, really, so this was truthful. I'm holding the gun where she told me to hold it, which ended up being aimed right in below her armpit, was what I was told. I don't know. This was a completely incidental shot, an angle that may not have ended up in the film at all. Uh-huh. But okay. He's practicing. doing this new, so then I said to her, now in this scene, I'm going to cock the gun. And I said, do you want to see that? And she said, yes. So I take the gun and I start to cock the gun. I'm not going to pull the trigger. I, I said, do you see that? She said, well, just cheat it down and tilt it down a little bit like that. And I cock the gun. I go, can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that? I let go of the hammer of the gun and the gun goes off. I let go of the hammer of the gun and the gun goes off. At the moment. That was the moment the gun went off, yeah. That was the moment the gun went off. It wasn't in the script for the trigger pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. I never would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. 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 That was the training that I had. You don't point a gun at somebody and pull the trigger at them. Okay. Okay. Sure, sure, Alec. No problem. I mean, you know, the body language expert claims that he was telling the truth. He uh, occasionally, when somebody is lying, they retreat, but Baldwin's shoulders and head would go forward. And so that means that I guess you're telling the truth. You want to want to be believed. You got to listen to me. You got to believe I didn't do this. I'm telling you the truth. Now, some would say that Alec is used to lying and that he's very good at it and that this would be another way of him lying. But that's just me saying what others would say. That's not what I would say. <laughs> no, sirree. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff yet to come with this Alec Baldwin case. Now he has since, uh, deleted one of his verified Twitter accounts, the at Alec Baldwin account, 
no longer exist. Alec Baldwin, all small case, uh, at A-L-E-C-B-A-L-D-W-I-N. That account, he deleted. Gone. Uh, have a nice day. He got sick of people. <laughs> and that's the one that he uh, uh, he said, I think, there. Uh, I think he tweeted on that about the incident. Not sure. But uh, the, he still has another verified account on Twitter, at Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah, that one's with an underscore. So he has another verified account, at Alec Baldwin underscore, that uh, is also, he didn't delete that one, but he hasn't tweeted on that since October. And I was looking at that actual, that account, and the last tweet from Alec on the, at Alec Baldwin underscore, is uh, on October 19th, what, with a question mark, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's perfect, Alec Baldwin tweet. What? With a question mark. Now, that particular tweet now has all kinds of comments underneath it. So now you didn't pull the trigger. Interesting, because that's a guns fire bullet. Great acting, though. <laughs> and safety rules. Treat every weapon as if it were loaded. Never point a weapon at anything you don't intend to shoot. See, I... I got you with your gun safety rules, but really it's on a movie set and it's supposed to not be loaded and you're making a movie. that's not supposed to be real. So to think, I know that you're supposed to treat every gun like it's loaded and you're not supposed to point it at everyone. But, you know, I watched a scene, the, uh, I watched a scene last night and a couple of different shows where guns were pointed directly at people and shot or at least made to look like they were being shot. And that's the way you do in a movie. So I'm kind of on Alex's side on this. Now, was he running a tight ship on the movie set Rust? It appears not so much. Uh, we've heard, uh, you know, testimony or at least reports that, uh, you know, the set was a little in havoc. Let's just say in havoc. And so it'll be interesting to see the outcome of this. But uh, I just found it fascinating that the body language lady said he's telling the truth. So, okay. I mean, I believe you, Alec. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.